0: Welcome to the Starfish Storytellers, the podcast that makes a difference one story at a time by bringing storytelling to life.
1: So one of my favorite stories is about this particular person that came, that came in, had no idea, just the dream of opening a restaurant. So after helping the person to develop a business plan, helping the person to speak finance, because In any business stories, it is important to know operations, to know marketing, and to know how to read financial statements. And what they find out after going through the process is that they have the power to do the following. They have the power to monitor uh, prosperity, and also they have the power to uh, achieve the American dream and they also have an important power in today's society, is the ability to create and retain uh, jobs.
0: Hello, my name is Liana Henry, and welcome to the Starfish Storytellers. I'm the CEO of the Black Dog Group, a Marcom and project management firm headquartered on the East coast of the U.S. in quaint colonial Bedford, Massachusetts. I'm your host and passionate about storytelling. I'm actually on a mission to raise up the next generation of storytellers. We've named ourselves the Starfish Storytellers after the Starfish Story. The moral of the Starfish Story is based on the power of one. No matter how big the challenge, each action we take makes a difference and has an impact. One step, one starfish, or one story at a time. Every episode, we welcome a new storyteller who will share their story meant to inspire and connect with you. Then we'll break it down and offer tips for any listeners who are ready to tell their own stories. So thanks for tuning in. Now let's get started. Today's episode is about small business stories, storytelling for the entrepreneur that helps grow their business. With me today is Awilda Irizarry, Senior Business Advisor at Salem State University. Awilda has been helping small businesses launch and grow for over 30 years by advising on the operations of a small business, helping entrepreneurs establish working relationships with governments and economic development agencies, and holding informational workshops to help folks with the info they need to thrive. We're thrilled to have you here today, Awilda. Thanks for being here. Oh, thank you. It's a pleasure to be here and
1: to share a story that will inspire anyone listening to Open a Small Business.
0: That's awesome. We'd love to hear more about you. Would you like to introduce yourself?
1: Absolutely. I am Awilda Irizarry, Senior Business Advisor with the Small Business Development Center. It's a pleasure to be here today. And I have been an SBDC advisor for over 30 years. And I'm very passionate about helping people to launch small businesses. What I like most about this is that I see how people start their businesses. I see how they get financed and most important, how they prosper and make a difference in, in society overall.
0: Great. So you said you're a small business advisor. So what does that entail exactly? You know, maybe walk us through a day in the life. You know, when you have, let's say you have somebody come in the door, you know, what does a small business advisor do?
1: Well, not, not every day is the same. That's what I love more about my job. Every day is different. And um, a, a small business advisor is a strategic partner that assists your business with strategy, budgeting, marketing, and even development. It assists them with marketing the new product, developing the best plan for building a successful business, and then supporting you in putting that strategy into action. To be an advisor means that I have the responsibility and duty to empower clients to be the best entrepreneurs they can be. I encourage them by launch a prosperous business so they can drive the American economy by creating and retaining jobs.
0: So very important, very important role that you have in guiding small businesses. I, I think you and I met many years ago. Uh, I was, uh, I had launched my first or second business. I can't remember which one. I know when I mm. had launched my first business, the Baruka Green Magazine, I had gone to the Lowell Small Business Assistance Center mm. and uh, the executive director there had become my coach. And then after I had launched my second business, uh, TBG Power Marketing, I'd come back to the business center and who, I can't remember her name. Stacey Hargis, maybe I can't remember who was there, but mm-hmm. I know that you had been a part of that as well. And um, you know, I found that small business assistance centers really are such an amazing resource for for anyone who's getting started. I mean, I I didn't know what I didn't know. You know, I I didn't know exactly. You know, how do I? I have an idea. I have a great idea. You know, I know today. I've taken everything that I've learned from the last two, obviously when I've launched this third one. Um, But, you know, I mean, when I, when I started, I didn't know about what about staffing? What about funding? What about marketing? What about customers? Like, how do I, how do I, you know, competitive market research was key. When I, I know when I launched my first business, because, you know, I had a magazine in a place where there was a bunch of other media. And, you know, how was I going to fit in? I know I was talking to someone recently and I said, you know, when you become a small business owner, it's like, you have to have sort of three, three ideas. You know, it's like, I have to believe that I can do this better than anybody else. I have to understand Mm -hmm. my purpose for wanting to have a small business. Um, And, and, you know, I have to just, I have to be willing to put in the work, you know, Um, but I also have to have the resources. So, um, you know. When when somebody comes in with a great idea, what do you what do you say to them?
1: Well, when, when someone comes with a great idea, the first thing that I ask them is how much effort you have put into doing market research and understanding the numbers. Because you can have a great idea, but if the idea is not profitable, then this will be an opportunity for you to redefine the idea or look for other opportunities because many businesses fail because they lack they don't know do the market and they don't do they don't do the conduct the financial analysis so it's important to have the concept but also to make sure that it's going to be financially viable and to make sure that you can have a dialogue to the market before you launch a small business
0: what's been one of the more unique small business ideas that you've heard you know somebody comes in um, and they want to launch a small business what is what is one of the more unique small businesses that somebody has come to and said hey i think this is a really important thing we should i should open this business the most i cannot go too much
1: do a specific example but let me tell you the following the most unique ideas has been from people from clients that understand the market so much that they become the business into a niche business. For example, someone can specialize in a specific hairdressing market. Uh, Someone can specialize on doing ethnic hair. Some people can specialize on selling a specific type of t-shirt. So the most interesting ideas has been very market niche or A group of people, a group of entrepreneurs that try to solve a specific problem within the society. So it's very, very important that you engage with the marketplace. Very, very important. It's not just having an idea. It's doing the market research and being able to solve a problem that
0: affects many people in the community. That makes perfect sense. I mean, that when we were launching this business, um, you know we we were initially working in tech and um, we were impacted by tech layoffs. And yes, there was thousands and thousands and thousands of people that were let go at the beginning of the year. And, you know, I took a step back and I said, you know, well, I'm a content creator. I know what it's like when my bosses have had great ideas but they didn't have the content machine to churn out the content. And I went and I looked at all of the different companies that had layoffs and I thought there's a way to monetize here, like to go to these companies and say, you know, I know from being in a marketing department, marketing is cut often very first, you know, here mm-hmm. I can be an outsourced resource for you that I can produce the content that you need, even though you don't have the bodies inside doing the work anymore, you have still have all the work that has to get done you know, let us come in and produce that work for you so that you can get the work done. And that's, we've been very successful um, being able to help large companies that way when they don't have the internal resources to get work done, they're utilizing external resources to get work done. Um, So I think it's really interesting that you were talking about, you know, understanding what's happening in the market, you know, where is there a gap that what I do I can fill that gap um, and make a difference. So um, you know that was that was helpful to hear. And um, so what you know, I, I know that a lot of you just said you touched on it a little bit. I know that a lot of small businesses, they get excited to start. They have a great idea. But like you said, the reality is there's a lot of businesses that will shutter down after just a few years. Um, and you brought up, you know, having the financial analysis is key, understanding market trends, understanding, um, you know, competitors who's out there? who are you coming up against? Um, but the ones that maybe shut her down, um, you know, are there any other reasons why they they might not make it? Well, many, many, unfortunately,
1: most small businesses that start fail within a span of five years. Why is that? Number one reason, believe it or not, is they run out of money because they don't budget themselves. Number two, inexperience of managing a business. You have to have an understanding on how not only manage a business, but manage people. And third, among many others, is a poorly planned or executive marketing campaign what you need to keep in mind before you open a business is you need to make sure that this business is going to be profitable and it's very very important that uh, the subject and that this could be a subject for another episode is the importance of financial literacy because they have the idea and they say well this might value this have might have a value of x when in reality the value could be either minus or could be many 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 millions of dollars you know they have they have the concept but they have no idea about the potential or lack of they don't have no idea about what is going to be the in uh, the day-to-day expenses so i strongly believe that financial education literacy is very very important and also this will allow you to either keep with the idea or look into other opportunities
0: Now, when you say that, you know, you have your idea or look into other opportunities, what do you mean? Like that if they, if for whatever reason, their initial idea is something that there's just too much competition, or maybe that idea isn't profitable, you're, you're suggesting that they maybe expand on that or? Expand on that or look into another uh,
1: opportunity. By that, I will, I mean the following, let's say. Let's say you want to open a. Okay, let's say you want to open a gas station, and uh, and you find that the place is saturated. You do a market study, you do the market share, and that's an important marketing uh, keyword. I will not go into details today because of the lack of time. Let's say the market share doesn't uh, is not conducive for anyone to open a gas station, but if you decide to stay in in a particular town, you might want to explore the possibility of perhaps being a provider. You might check into other ideas within the industry. So it's very, very important that you can also have an understanding of what else is going on in the industry, because if you cannot open a gas station, perhaps you could be a supplier for gasoline, you could be a supplier for food, etc. So Keep an eye open to other opportunities.
0: And like you said, being in the market's important, understanding the community, you know, and I think too, it's, it's, I think it's important to understand, like even a small business can, can be headquartered locally, but can have a very like wide reach, you know, beyond their, their local borders. They could be doing business out of state, out of country, you know, uh, globally. So You know, I think understanding, um, sort of the reach that you have too. I think is important. I would, I would imagine, it's understanding
1: and also be ready for surprises, because you don't know what you don't know. But you might find surprises. I'll give you an example. I have a client that opened a online business. You know, selling retail, and uh, he was well prepared He was well prepared. He knew how to set up. The website pretty much knew the clientele, but what he discovered after selling the product is most of his clients were from England. Oh. So that was a very fantastic discovery. So what he did, he had to reposition the website. He had to pretty much update the business plan. So be open for surprises because uh, it's that's the beauty of, of being an entrepreneur You have a plan, but be ready for exciting uh, surprises Mm -hmm. and adapt to it either quickly or not quickly, but be ready to adapt, be ready to update, to revisit your idea once a year, every six months, be open to surprises and new changes.
0: That's couldn't be more true. You know, we... I'm a marketer, so I come Mm. at everything with a marketing eye through a marketing lens. And, you know, when we launched the business, um, you know, I had a marketing plan and I know that getting customers can take time. You know, it's not something that Mm. may or may not happen overnight but you also have to be an aggressive salesperson because really nobody sells your product better than you. It's your baby, right? You know it better, you love it most. You know, everybody's going to sell it. Nobody's going to sell it as as good as you. And so I had sort of set myself with this sort of six month idea of like, okay, I'm going to give myself three to six months to really get, get off the ground. And I know how it takes time. And we took right off. And then we had like so much work and we were a small shop. And so we started like hiring subcontractors to help us be able to, to produce the work that we needed to produce. And, um, you talk about being surprised, (laughs) you know, we had no idea that it was going to take off like that. And, and I'm also, you know, I've also read somewhere that don't be, don't fall into a false sense of like, Oh, this is how it's always going to be 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 ready yes. to to kind of go with the ebb and flow of business that you may have a peak but then you may have a valley and you know in those moments of peak it might make sense to set some money aside you know and be ready for sort of that mm-hmm. dip in business um you know is that something that you might advise people to do uh yes just always keep an eye, always
1: keep an eye open no they will be the same okay and also But you also need, you also need the structure. You know, you have, you, 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 you have to be flexible, but you do need to have a structure. And by structure, I mean the following, have a mission, have a vision statement, have a business plan, and always have a team of people that will help you when you don't know, when you don't know what to do in a particular day or situation. Who are those who are those people that need to be in your team? Those are the banker. So you have it ready when you're looking for finance. You have the insurance person. You have the lawyer. And you have the financial planner. And also, in addition to that, you have industry specific experts. So if you have a specific problem within the industry, you know where to go and have and help you managing the situation.
0: That's key, you know, that's, that's really important. I think one of the things that I, I find helpful is we joined a couple of chambers of commerce yeah. and um, we've been really busy lately. So we haven't gone to like the last month or so we haven't gone to any of the networking yeah. events, but, but we go to a number of them because even if some of those folks will become our customers, it's just really good to talk to other small business owners around what are they seeing and in the region what are they seeing with the customer base um what are they feeling is their need um but i actually met a couple of other marketers at a couple of events recently and setting up meetings with them just to we just want to like they're not my competitors i'm not going to compete with them i just want to pick their brain you know Exactly. you know um just to say like what are you seeing and how do you handle this and um It's always a good idea to spend because we are, you know,
1: we are, we are half a 24 hour day, so we cannot, I cannot work 24 hours. So I need to structure, to structure how I'm going to allocate the time. So let, let the, you know, you control the time, not the other way around. And it's very important as a small business owner, because it can get lonely at times, especially if you're starting, especially if you're working from home, you need to allocate time to say, you know what, I'm just going to go to a chamber event. And treat it as a treat, as a surprise. I'll find. I might find information. I might not. But it's always it's always good for you to get out because people, the more they see you, the more they remember you. Oh, and when you when you're in a situation where you need some information, you will remember so and so from the last chamber event, event or from a, a
0: specific uh, event that you went to. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. So we at the Black Dog Group, Black Dog Marcon, we're brand storytellers, and we help companies tell their stories through the content that we create. In your experience as a small business advisor, how important do you think a small business's brand or product story is?
1: Small business brand or product story is important because stories help us to connect with others. Stories has the ability to help us learn about a particular company and to find understanding and empathy for them and their situations. Whether we actually know the individual, the company or not, hearing their stories evokes feelings within us. What are those business feelings? Excitement, optimism, thrill, and confidence. And also, it can motivate people to open a small business. And storytelling is a very ancient art form that should continue for people to build brand loyalty.
0: So you just, I you just told us about uh, brand storytelling and how important it is. Where are the places that small business owners should be using storytelling?
1: Okay, storytelling should be should be used at the following places: conventions, SBA events, social media, workshops, anytime you meet a potential client, instead of. Going directly into the protocol service, just make a story out of it. Why the company was founded? Who founded the story? You need to. You need to. Um. You need to explain without trying to be too pushy selling. Why, what, and what happened to make you make you open a a company, and most important, how the company can help can help customers
0: when i i teach a i teach a storytelling course in a couple of different places um mm. and um i teach at uh, shashin votech uh, mm. high school mm. their adult ed mm. program and i teach at mm. lexington's community ed program mm. and their adult ed program and mm. um you know i i break the i the course is storytelling for everyday life but i do a class on business storytelling and i do a class on social media and um you know, one of the places that I always tell people when you have a business is that you're about us page is really important uh, because that's yes. what you were just saying is you can, you can really talk about sort of the origin of where your business came from. Where did the idea come from? You know, why are you here? You know, really that's, and, and those, you know, you can take from your vision statement, your mission statement, your value statement, you can wrap it all in, but, um, but yeah, I mean, I think something like your about us page, just like what you just said, it's like it doesn't need to be salesy. Um, because if it's if it's really it's, talking exactly. about your your history and your story, you're gonna connect with the person that's reading it. Probably I would think a lot better than just making it salesy.
1: Exactly. And I do believe people, people, you need to you need to cut two things, their emotions and their attention. So when you write when you write a story, it's all about you know it's about the people who funded it, why they did it, the place where the business take place, the plot, and the purpose. So make it as humanly as possible, and highly likely the people will con will connect to it. And also you don't need a big budget to write a story. You don't need to be a large company. You it's it's um, to get ideas, ideas, take a course on storytelling, and also look at your competitors or other companies' website and get ideas and adapt it to your own situation. And also small businesses, you don't need to spend an arm and a leg on marketing. One good tip that I would like to share with you all today is when you work on your marketing budget, it should be up to 4% of your sales. And if you plan for that, you should be able to achieve your, your goals. You know, you don't need to spend a lot of money on marketing. Again, it should be up to 4% of the total sales per year and the, and develop a good uh, marketing campaign to attract and retain customers.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Yep. And, and the brand story and the product story or the service story is part of that marketing campaign, you know. Obviously, yep. social media is a great place to get to tell the continuous story. You know, it's like, yeah, you can say you're about us page, which is sort of that static story. It's sort of like the the background, the you know, the founding of the company, yes. sort of the vision. But then your social media can be sort of your day-to-day story of how you function in the world as a business, how you... Um, you know what great things you're doing, how your customers are reacting to you. You know that's a really great place uh, to use uh, to use for storytelling. I think. Yeah, I, and I, and like I you do. said, it's not crazy expensive. You know because marketing is expensive, <laughs> so it can be expensive. But for
1: someone studying a small business, it should not it should not. It's know how to look to look for the resources, and it should be no more than four percent of sales. And um, and most large companies started small, so always keep that in, ma- in mind. Always keep an eye open, always look for opportunity, always keep asking people, keep knowing people because it's not necessarily how much you know, I mean, it's important, but it's also who you know within an industry or a particular setting. And that's very important to be in- engaging. You can have the most beautiful website. But if you're not, if you do not engage, you'll go nowhere. So it's important to be engaging. It's very, very important.
0: Mm -hmm. Well, people need to know that you're there. You know, if people don't know that you're there, it, it kind of makes it, um, you know, makes it really hard for, you know, you have to get the word out. That's what marketing is, right? Marketing is sort of the, the bullhorn, you know, here and here's what I do and here's, and here's how I do it better. So, um that's really important. That's very important and be engaging uh, and be, be engaging because
1: I can reach out to you, but if you are not there, if you don't respond to my post, then you know what I will do. I will go to my next, you know, to the competitor. That's right.
0: That's right. You know, and that's, and I think that's, that's hard too. I, I know I find as a business owner, small business owner, who's very busy, like I have to remember, like, I still need to, I still need to make time for those chamber events. Like I still as busy as I am, I still need to make time to engage. And I still need to make time for my marketing. Um, I do a lot of marketing on social media. Um, uh, You know, I'm doing the podcast and, um, you know, and I, I see the value in the investment. It doesn't have to be a big investment. It can be a small investment, Um, but it's also investment of time. You know, and I think exactly isn't it is an investment of
1: time, it's a it's a matter of organizing your time. It's for it's best to attend two events and do it well than do 10. So that's why you, you need to structure you, your time. You need to structure what is that I'm gonna be accomplishing within a span of six months, a year, and it's
0: it's quality is not quantity, you no. Know? interesting that you say that and maybe you can and maybe you can elaborate on that a little bit you know one of the things that i teach in the storytelling class is how to how to give an elevator pitch and how important an elevator pitch is and i find that going to an event like a like a networking event it's important to have your elevator pitch sort of refined yes. and ready um you don't have to like walk be a robot and come in and say hi i'm blah 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 and this is what i do but if somebody says to you, "Oh, so what does your company do? You need to be able to to tell them in a very short, you know amount of time. Do, do you sure do, way. yeah. do you do you do any sort of advising or training for people on their on their pitch, on their sort of their story? yeah, we 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 do. I mean, we do I mostly spend most
1: of my time working on the business plan. But I always tell people, you know, do your elevators do your elevator talk. Doesn't have to be complex, but just say in a few words, what is that you do, and and instead of trying to sell indirectly the protocol service, just engage with the person, ask them, what is that you do, what are the challenges you're facing, so you can find out how you can position yourself to help the person at some other time. So it's important when you go to an event, yes, you have to explain what it is that you do, but it's also an opportunity for you to see what people are doing so you can adapt the situation accordingly.
0: Yeah, and I think it's it's obviously believing in your story too, you know, believing in your business and believing in what you do that will come through right in your elevator pitch or yes you know you really have to believe in what yeah. you're doing yeah
1: and be very consistent with the social media and be available so if you're using i'm a believer that i'd rather concentrate on two good social media and do it well than try to do, do it do it all and not accomplish as much as I would like, you know. So it's best for you that you know, know what the marketplace is and to use the appropriate social media for that segment, you know, segment of the marketplace.
0: Exactly. Like where are your customers? If your customers exactly. are on LinkedIn, then you need to be posting, you know, consistently on LinkedIn. On LinkedIn and those are your thought leadership pieces or, you yeah. know, information about sort of the business. But if your customers are on Facebook or Instagram, you know, that might be a little bit more about your culture, you know, the business, the business culture and the company culture. And, uh, so it it is understanding like, where are my customers, you know, like I only use Twitter for like update something quick, something new. Like if I have to announce a new class, I might announce it there. I don't really use Twitter very often just because I, my customers aren't there, you know, um, and a lot of my customers aren't necessarily all going to be on Instagram either. Um, so I tend to use LinkedIn. Yeah. So it varies. Yeah. So, well, thank you again for being here, for being thank our you. guest. I I just really enjoyed our conversation. I, I almost felt like it was therapy for me. Like I kind of got to talk a little bit about what we're doing. So it was really good mm-hmm. to have that conversation yeah. with you and to our listeners. Whether you hear us locally from the BTV studios in Bedford, Massachusetts, or across the globe on such podcast channels as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or Amazon Prime, thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed this episode, and we'll see you next time. Happy storytelling!